Greetings fellow wanderers in the fourth dimension, you're listening to the greatest show in the galaxy. I'm Mike, she's Emma, and today we're doing our list of five enemies we'd like to see back in Doctor Who. Oh yeah, you know what, I had such a hard time with this list. <laughs> I, had um, a, I had a pretty easy time actually, it was just, uh, uh, but um, we were originally going to do this um, sooner, but then we had to change the shows obviously with the announcement of Pearl Mackey's The New Companion, and then we had an episode already uh, recorded with Shane, which obviously you heard last time. Um, so I had the list, and then I ended up deleting it. So nice. <laughs> I managed to remember like the four of them. I was just thinking, what the hell's the fifth one? I couldn't think. But then suddenly, sort of came back to me. So <laughs> yeah, I think the, the 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 main thing I had about I wasn't sh- I wasn't sure about was is it two is it five I'd like to see back or five I'd like them to have another try at is mm. kind of the 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 thing I was thinking, because, I mean, I was we were watching the arc the other day. All right. And, you know, the arc's a good story, but the monoids are shit. Yeah. With a Beatles haircut. And, you know, the eyes in the chin, and then they're sort of doing all this business with touching their little necklace things that make them talk, and it's like... <laughs> yeah. And you could... I mean, because well, essentially what they're in is if people have never seen the monoids, which, you know, mm. fair enough if you haven't. They're sort of in basically, you know, imagine a very tall man... Mm. With a Beatles wig, sort of in, all in black, sort of shrink wrap, you know, sort of discount fetish gear, essentially. <laughs> so they're having to walk like a penguin because they can't move their legs properly, uh-huh. sort of. And as well to make it doubly hard, they've got kind of a sort of you know, like a flipper on with mm. sort of two big toes on. And, you know, it, it's one of, just Google it. Google yeah. the monoids. It, it's spelled <laughs> like how it sounds. Yeah. And, um,. Yeah, it's it it's it like I think my list could equally have been five. I want them to have another try at. Mm. I think I've, mine sort of ended up as more of the ones that worked. I'd like to see back. Mm. Yeah, that's how mine did as well. I mean, because like I say mm. if it was, you know, slightly wonky things, I want them to try again. I think this could have this list would be about three miles long. Yeah, we because... can do that another time, of course. Yeah, I mean, because uh, uh, Chuck's been on a bit of a bit of a, a random rewatch uh, kick at the moment. So right. there's been a lot of monsters that we've sort of, sort of seen going, oh, I'd love them to have another try at that. Like we watched The Invisible Enemy the other day. Mm. And, you know, great story until sort of a three foot tall prawn turns up. <laughs> oh, God. You know, we're, we're lucky in this day and age that we get, we've got such, you know, I mean, all of us growing up, sort of, you, you you accept some of these effects and go, yeah, that's fine. And then you watch them again as an adult and go, ooh, ooh yeah. that's kind of three washing up bottles taped together and it's a spaceship and all that sort of thing. And, you know, we're, we're immensely spoiled with the effects we have today. And I think it, it's a testament to how quickly technology moves on. If you go back and watch some of those Lord of the Rings films, like the first ones now, mm-hmm. some of those are starting to look a bit creaky. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway, so let's crack on with our list. So this, like I say, this was going to be like a top five as well, mm-hmm. but I think this is going to be, we're having a chat between us, I think this is going to be more a general five. So take this in yeah. any order you see fit. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought, I think we'll say at the top of the show, is there any that you'd like to see back? I mean, we'd love to hear about those as well. So, Mike, why don't you kick us off with your first, well, fifth or first choice, whichever you prefer. Okay, um, first up, the Draconians. Oh, that's on my list as well. Nice. Well, <laughs> they've only been in Doctor Who once, like on screen yes. once uh, in front of you in space. And if you don't know the Draconians, they're, they're reptilian humanoids, not Silurians, but um, they're, you know, extraterrestrial. Um, and they're sort of like very sort of samurai um, yeah. based. 
and um, they were actually John Pertwee's favourite like, monsters because of their makeup, because it wasn't so like so restricting. They was actually like, able to talk to them like yeah. properly. And um, I think it was even was it? Um, I want to say it was like the more than than thirty years in the TARDIS documentary. I think it was. Mm, um, yeah, it was actually a segment of him like walking along with somebody done up as a draconian. And you know, he was like expounding on great length with you know how he could see the eyes and um you know, and obviously the draconian went turned to him and said, My life in your hands, sir <laughs> which is great. Um <laughs> But it's just like it's like they were kind of an enemy who we only sort of like saw one side to them. Like obviously they were against mm. humanity. Uh but it's I, I so like to see like see them back and like explore their culture a little bit more. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, because, again, considering they only appeared once, the, the level of thought that went into their culture mm-hmm. and um, their dress and their rituals and stuff like that, it, it just left you wanting more about mm-hmm. them. I mean, and again, when we were doing this, this, this was the first thing that came to my, the first race that came to my mind. Yeah. Because I think um, it would be a bit like the Ice Warriors. It would be easy to make them this show's Klingons. Yeah. Because again, you've got sort of a very sort of warrior culture and, um, uh, you know, a, a thing about gender as well. And it, 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 it would be easy to just sort of make them a shouty race, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's, like they've brought to the Silurians now, I think they could bring a real depth of, like, a lot of exploration to how this culture works. And it, it, the fact that they sort of, Bother to go to this extent with just the one episode they appeared in. Yeah. Um, there's so much. I think it just it it's sort of good that it leaves you wanting more. You just want to find out more and more about these people. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, like you say, because they have a um, as we meet them, there's sort of this this whole kind of hot to cold, hot again war that's going on with humanity. Mm-hmm. Again, we've because the new series as well has dealt with the breakout of humans beyond Earth and into the solar system and beyond. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be it would be a great um, sort of callback and a good stepping stone sort of episode to talk more about that as well to introduce them in. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of like to see them on like slightly more friendlier terms with humanity, but like in a story where, like, kind of like frontier in space where the master's stirring it, where like someone's like either like like parties on both sides are trying to sabotage a sort of like fragile you know, peace they have between their species and the Doctor has to be the one to try and go, hey, stop it. Yeah. Well, I mean, if we're talking to, I mean, sort of thinking Star Trek comparisons, maybe a more apt comparison is to the Romulans Mm. that the human race ends up fighting a war with these people. They they virtually know nothing about who then retreat back to um, their own planet and essentially go silent. Mm -hmm. And... You know, the, the humanity is sort of sitting on the borders going, waiting for something to happen. I think that's probably like, that might be a better way to sort of approach, the, I mm. mean, this completely mysterious race that humanity is decided is hostile and, you know, again, the Doctor kind of bridging the gaps yeah, and things like that. Yeah, I mean, again, it's sort of hint, it's sort of taking the hints at a complex culture we've had so far and then using that tiny bit to expand upon. Um, yeah. yeah, it could be so interesting. And, Again, talking costumes, mm. the costumes for the Draconians are really interesting. I think, again, 40 years removed from that, what they could do with it now could mm. be really something special. Exactly, yeah. Um, who have you got? 
Um, I well, one that I wanted to, I'd like to see, but actually from the new series, I'd love mm. to see some more of the crooked man slash woman from Hyde. Oh yes, just because they're so weird. Yeah. Um, it's it's not often that the Doctor sees an alien race and goes, ugh. Mm-hmm. Which he kind of definitely does when brought face to face with the crooked man. So you know, yeah. it's it, it it's it's kind of so outside. You know, sort of the it's not a kind of two arms, two legs, humanoid with a forehead type thing. Mm. It's it it's so bizarre and so outside of what is normal. Again, such a such a testament to what they can do with SFX these days that uh, some a creature like that could be brought to life convincingly mm. um you know it looks like it's been made on an etcher sketch it's so weird looking <laughs> it's you know it's one of those things of um i would just love to see them again because they're just so kind it, it was just such a unique design mm-hmm. and it it's so outside of your normal purview you just thought i mean for me i was kind of dying to know more about kind of how such a creature came to exist mm. yeah i agree with you um i just sort of wonder though if are they like one of those monsters that so, like, the more you find out about them, the less, the less interesting they are. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's the thing because I did, for the briefest of moments, have the boneless on the yes. list from Flatline, but at the same time, I, I kind of, as much as we loved Flatline and we did mm. love Flatline, yes, we did. I, I don't know whether it will be a good idea to have the boneless back. Yeah, I mean, again, this, you know is, I mean? this is what was kind of challenging about this list. Mm-hmm. Sort of going through old Who, especially sort of Black and White, Hartnell and, and uh, Troughton. Yeah. There's kind of a lot of what you call one-hit wonders, but to, to hit on sort of things as iconic as the Daleks and the Cybermen and to a lesser extent the Ice Warriors and the Yeti, mm-hmm. you know, to have these kind of huge monsters. And then you have like these sort of one-and-done type guys. Yeah sort of do wonder the one and dones are kind of like that because they're not quite as interesting as the other ones and yeah again i would 100 percent. i mean i've contemplated the boneless as well i must say Mm -hmm. you know and the foretold and i think one of the one of the problems is as well is that you often come across with these one and done type things it's like their whole story was kind of like done within that six episodes or four episodes Mm -hmm. and you think well there's nothing much more to add yeah so, yeah, um, I completely agree with you on that respect, but it's just because they stood out to me because the creature design was so next oh. level different. Oh, yeah, I'm not disagreeing with that. That was, it was yeah. Yeah, awesome, yeah. Um, well, for my next one, I'm actually going to stick with the new series as well, and I'm going to say the Sycorax. Oh, right, okay, yeah. Um, because really, all uh, you know, the blood control aside and mm-hmm. the sword fight with you know the Doctor... You didn't really see much to them. And, you know, the, no. these, these um, race of warriors and intergalactic plunderers. But it's just like, and again, um, although, you know, they're not, they're more humanoid than the, the crooked man. Mm. You can't deny that's an awesome design. Oh, yeah, it's a brilliant design. I mean, and it's something that I think, again, talking SFX wise, that um, designers are sort of keen to do it's that kind of idea if there's a face and then they're sort of scraped back from the face and you Mm. get this big kind of crest and business at the back so it enables the actors to kind of use their faces more and things like that and you know i think that really works Mm -hmm. because um you know it's it's practical and sort of evolution wise you can see it happening you know that all the kind of display or sexual characteristics are at the back out of the way and then you've got the face Mm -hmm. so um but yeah, I mean, again, the Sycorax, it's kind of this whole idea that um, there's this whole galaxy of 
players, you know, races that are important or minor races. And Earth is just kind of, is sort of starting to creep out into this whole wider galaxy. Mm-hmm. And encountering, you know, are these, and you don't know if these races are kind of big players or all their chances, a bit like the Sycorax are. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that sort of spending a bit more time with the chances, if you will, is kind of, it's got a lot of interest there as well. And it makes the whole, the whole universe of Doctor Who much more rich. Yeah. And also, I, I kind of just like to see them in, in a bit more like force. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, uh, you know, there's the actual invasion inside that didn't really do very much. It was no. mostly It was mostly the sword fight with the leader. But a kind of like, so the stuff like their blood control and things like that, mm. you know, the, you know, they believe in magic and witchcraft. I'd kind of like to see like what else, what other tricks they have up their sleeve. Yeah. You know what I mean? But again, it's like like the Draconians. It's a suggestion of a much deeper culture, mm. which is again, is sort of is it all based around like you say witchcraft and ritual, or is it just something they do to scare small races and <laughs> yeah. you know to kind of like the the, um, mm. the kind of the backwaters that Earth is is in essentially in 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 Doctor Who terms. Yeah, I, I yeah, I mean that's a, like a great like a great like you say their chances. Um, it would be great to see them like try and like step up to like like run with the big boys like the Santarans or the Cybermen yeah. or that. But you know because they're so sort of like stuck in their ways, in terms they can't. Of, like, yeah. yeah, but yeah. I think that was as well. Sort of when they hinted at and we eventually saw um, the Shadow Proclamation. Mm-hmm. This whole idea that there's this, this sort of UN esque sort of slash police force trying to deal with all this pantheon of assholes who are sort of you know and as well earth gets picked on because it's seen as backward which i think is quite mm. interesting this whole idea that you know we're perhaps the le- obviously the least technically advanced yeah. race going anywhere so all these sort of chancing races eventually turn up to well it's, it's to run just, their scam on us it's just so it's like british of us isn't it because yeah. like it's because you know you look at like things like star trek where earth is like the the home world of the federation and all that and it's just yeah we've got doctor who where Earth's just a bit of a shithole really and it's just oh like, yeah it's a complete dump yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's where all the flotsam you know in the um you know sort of the detritus of the universe ends up is here yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's even like even just like shows like Red Dwarf, you know, when um, Lister had this like I can't remember which episode it was, but um, so like so, you know you you remember like when they put the the giant toupee over the earth to cover up the hole in the ozone layer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just uh, a bit rubbish. Yeah, uh, and so my next one is uh, the Sea Devils. Oh yay! The Sea Devils, nice. <laughs> the sea I didn't devils. have them on this, but. Um, yeah, I think like 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 the Silurians. They're kind of like one of those sort of warrior races. You kind of like, but the Sea Devils bless them. They've always been a bit crap. Yes, and that's why I'd like again. This is my. I'd like you to have another try at this mm. one um, because you know what? I was in the same mind about the Silurians a bit before yeah. they brought them back. I was a bit like, oh, they're a bit. Sort of wobbly heads and lights and you know and you know and yeah. you know they've got a pet dinosaur and all this kind of guff and you just, oh, okay mm. I'm not psyched about that and then when they brought them back mm-hmm. and they had a new design and they're sort of 
new way of being and obviously we got Madame Vastra and I just think, you know what, give the Sea Devils another go. Mm. I mind you, I would like to see how they, you know, sort of big penis head string vest things could be made cool. I'm not sure how you <laughs> could do it, but you know, I think it I think, you know, when we last saw them in uh, Warriors of the Cheap, um mm-hmm. It was a bit of an ignominious end. I'd like to have another try at them. Yeah. I, I kind of, I mean, the whole samurai thing, again, with the Sea Devils and Warriors of the Deep was interesting, yeah. but I don't know. I kind of like the sort of like the string vest look. I oh, kind okay. Of, I, I kind of, I don't know why. I kind of like Does seeing. Does it seem normal? I don't. Perhaps. I don't know. I think it, the, this, it kind of makes them like wombles of the sea. Do you know what I mean? Like the picking up the. <laughs> Like picking up like, <laughs> like like carrier bags floating around and just like making them into clothes and stuff. I kind of want yeah, that. I, like... a, and their king's just got like one of those beer holders, one of those plastic things on his head with loads of bits sticking out of it. Yeah, like maybe do something like that. <laughs> like you have the Silurians who are like the noble warrior race, and you have like the sea devils who just like, kind of want to go. Like, Can we just like like fucking live in the ocean, you know, without you dumping shit in it? All your garbage in it, yeah. With yeah. all your microbeads off your shower gel and all this sort of thing. Ah, exactly. I was allowed. Perhaps they could do it a bit like um the abyss you know like there's a rate in the sea and it's like they sort of conjure a massive tidal wave and threaten to fuck us all up and we just don't stop polluting the sea spoiler alert for the abyss by the way (laughs) (laughs) oh that would work i think that'd work you make it sort of an environmental thing and um i mean they didn't really although they touched when we saw the silurians this whole like you know we we was here first sort of thing yeah um which sort of gets resolved i guess um maybe Again, it would be interesting. <laughs> it would be interesting if there was like a sea equivalent. Yeah. You know, fed up with all your garbage in your in the sea. You know, we were here first, and you know, we were you know perhaps leave the murka for another week. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, give them a try. I think they could work. Yeah. Yeah, I think it could work. So I was thinking, sticking with John Pertwee's era, mm-hmm. I was thinking Axos. Oh, yes. Because, I mean, we still have... I mean, it's not as pronounced as, like, say, back in the 70s. But, you know, there's still the whole thing about, like, energy crises and things. You know, obviously, oh, yes. You know, in recent years, we had the Fukushima uh, nuclear plant disaster, obviously, when it came... When it got hit with the uh, tsunami from the earthquake. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, Axos, you know, a, a scavenger entity came to Earth uh, for f- fuel to drain all energy from Earth. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I, th- I think that would be sort of like a, a good way to do it. And again, it's only been in the series once. It's been, it's just yeah. shown up a few times in the comics and I think like an audio play as well. Um, but I thought that would be sort of like, but in the same way, it's sort of like trying to do its old shtick again. Like, it's like, okay, yeah. okay, we've left Earth alone for like a couple of decades. Let's try it now and see if people even more culpable. And you have the Doctor going, yeah, hang well, I mean- on. <laughs> Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, you could do or do it as you know. I mean, it does sort of bring to mind things like uh, the Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. So, like you have the Silver Surfer as Galactus's uh, Silver Surfer, and this is Galactus's Herald, and Galactus sort of sucks the energy out of planets. Mm-hmm. So you could have it. You know, there's like sort of a host that turns up, mm-hmm. and um, again, maybe sort of childhood Zen style, and um, you know, says, "Well, you know, we bring you peace and all this free stuff." And then um, the doctor's like, "Hang on a minute, something's going to suck your planet dry." <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's. I mean, as well. I mean, you can definitely update it for now um, because we're we're sort of. Are we heading into like a, a peak slash post oil future? I mean, the sort of renewable mm. sources are 
uh, more and more fashionable. Um, I think I saw a news article the other day actually saying that for the first time in I think basically forever since the Industrial Revolution, Britain produced no energy based on coal. Mm. And that was only last week. Yeah. Which goes you know, to show, so, you know. Yeah, which goes to show, you know, you know, did we ever think that we'd be in a future where oil costs, what is it, like $35 a barrel now? Because I think when I was growing up, they thought, you know, when we were our age now, that oil would be like $1,000 a barrel. You know, you'd only be, you only have one car on the street and you can only just put like a squirt of petrol in it because, <laughs> you know, it's so expensive because it's running out and, you know, because it's, it's kind of a bit different from how we thought the future was going to be mm-hmm. in that way. So I think it's definitely, you're quite right, there's definitely a a way a, a way to do that story and you can definitely have it as like the doctor trying to plead with people like look with i saw all these lot before and they were you know mm-hmm. doing this and that people going now nah, we need the renewable stuff yeah. you know and people being so so blinded by wanting to do that mm-hmm. that they don't see what the axons are up to yeah i mean there's the, obviously also the whole controversy around fracking as well oh yes yeah that too that, yeah that's a that's a big thing so you know that's a big could, thing in this country as well yeah yeah definitely you could tie into that even yeah, that's yeah. a really good idea. Can yeah. I just say, if you're a Doctor Who writer listening, yeah. you know, copyright Michael Mould, Emma Foster, 2016. I, I mean, hell. If I we mean... see this turn up in the series, I'm suing somebody. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we should try and like get some writing skills going, see if we can chuck some script in. Dude, it's these. worth a shot. We could be yeah. the new Pip and Jane Baker. Yes. I'll get the thesaurus. <laughs> Yeah, and only one of us can talk at once, though. So yeah. if you ever, ever see an interview with oh, them, only well. one of them ever spoke at once. Oh, we're fucked then, aren't we? Yeah, pretty much. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, so my next one, mm. oh, the good old Rutans. Oh, yay. Yeah, I had them because, on the list originally, too, actually. Yeah, um, because you know what? We've had plenty of the Sontarans, and the whole point of the Sontaran law back in the day was the Sontarans were in this forever war, and I do mean forever war, sort of tens <laughs> of thousands of years war, with the Rutan host, who are this kind of a bit like um, um, some other races that we've seen, a kind of this big gestalt entity. And But the problem is, whenever we've seen them, they look like sort of half a glowing lettuce with some tentacles. So that needs some work. Yeah. Yeah, could could do with a bit of work. I mean, you could have always keep that as sort of like a, it's like a weakened form, if you know what I mean. Yeah, which is kind of what they are in the horror of Fang Rock. Yeah, yeah. When you eventually see it, yeah, but sort of blobbing on the stairs. Aye, yeah, exactly. But the good thing about the Rutans is they are shapeshifters, so you know, yes. you anything you like. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the Rutans have always been sort of mentioned in like classic Doctor Who, and we only ever seen. Once I think in uh, Horror Fang Rock, isn't it? They, they were just like a one. And... Yeah, they've been in some books as well, mm. and also there was the BBC um, video games, which are sort of were meant to be canonical, but I think sort of not now. Yeah, and they are in the Gunpowder plot. Oh um, right. Yeah. Okay. I'll just say I don't know if you can still get those. I think you can download them for PSP and things like that as well as play them on PC. They're fun, actually. They're worth. A, they're, they're pretty simple. I mean, they're not gonna unless you're sort of a, a little kid. They're mm. not gonna tax your mind too much. But they're fun, actually, and they were quite well written. So yeah. they're worth checking out. Cool. Um. So, one I've always liked to see back, but I don't know how well they could do it these days, especially sort of because you know now 
most stories are just like self-contained, like 45 minutes. Mm. But the Mara. Oh, yes, the Mara. Yeah. Yes. Um, you know what? They had a good go at re- the, the redos of them on the um, oh, on the, the DVD. Much yeah. better. Oh, yeah. The CGI snake was bloody terrifying, actually. Yeah. That was like super creepy. I, I, I loved that. That was honestly one of the best like CGI replacements they've done on the special edition DVDs. Yeah, so, I honestly, mean, yeah. Yeah, especially considering the original looked like one of those draft excluders you get for your yeah. door. You know, it's um, the the redo was way better than it had any business do it being. I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're just like such a creepy like entity because they're not. There's like more sort of like a again a gestalt species. Mm. You know, they they dwell in a place called the dark places of the inside. I mean, that's fucking that's metal, man. It is know? metal. Yeah, and it's sort of like they're just sort of like the the telepathic that can possess people. I mean, you don't really know. There'll be that'll be like a great sort of like kind of sort of the thing esque. You know, who's mm. who's been who's got. really what who? Yes. And the way they use the Mara uh, with with Tegan as well, the whole mm. idea of sort of her being haunted by this thing and Vegas just go and confront it. I think that was that was a pretty sort of ambitious thing for the Fifth Doctor era. I mean, sort of you're hoping mm. that people are going to have seen the last one, which is by no means a guarantee. Something we take for granted now, sort of these continuing storylines, but something quite different in those days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the the Mara have been back quite a few times, actually. I mean, there's they've been in you know, Kindred and Snake Dance, obviously. Uh, yeah. I think they've been in an audio play or two, I think, and a couple of books. I think they're even in like in the um, you know that Tales of Trenzalore. Um, uh, yeah, I think so. Yes. I think that. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah I mean, again, it's just one of those one of those races you wish. I mean, there's so there's so much backstory that's kind of implied and not told to you. You wish mm-hmm. there could be more put into it. Yeah, the thing is that they're very sort of like, um, tied to Buddhist philosophy, so it's it's mm. one of those ones where you'd probably need at least a two parter to do something with them because it's you know, Kinder as as and of itself is very sort of abstract. You mm. know, when you have all the all the the um, moments where Tegan's like inside her own mind she's being possessed by the Mara and you have like this the weird couple playing chess or whatever and it's like making snide comments about it you know it's it's all very bizarre but I think they're such a, they're so creepy though it's such a creepy idea it was I'm sorry I'm being immensely distracted by my husband waving a um Waving a toy at me. Is this what you want to be in? The, you want to come back, is it, love? Well, it's a crinoid. I know it's a crinoid. Why are you waving it at me? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you wave your crinoid at me. Bye. <laughs> this is a family <laughs> podcast, sir. Go away. I don't know. Do you know what? I can't get. I can't work in this place. For all we try and get him on the podcast, and you won't do it, and yet he still bloody shows up waving his crinoid around. I know. Jesus. Anyway. Anyway, yes. I think Chuck's vote is he wants the crinoids back, but, okay. you know. Well, that's fair enough, yeah. Wouldn't <laughs> say no. That's fair enough. I mean, because we were talking about this this morning um, together, and I must admit, quite a lot of this... Oh, look, now the bloody cat's shown up. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck, you are causing mayhem. So he's pushing. 
I'm not going to say what that is because all right, can I move on to my last one because yeah, this is what on. has suddenly arrived through my door. It's a Fendel. It's the oh. Fendel that turned up, as followed by our cat who has not yet been in the series. Um, <laughs> Give it yeah, time. Yeah, um, I would like the Fendel purely because I am such a sucker for the race memory, creepy Earth past solar. Mm system lost planet shit i love all that yeah and um although it, it, there is a category of, of monsters like i say that are awesome but were dealt with yeah the fendal is definitely in that realm mm. um because you know the the skull was destroyed and all that in the image of the fendal mm-hmm. um but they're so cool and weird. I really like them and again oh, yeah. sort of such a weird, uh, such an interesting creature design mm-hmm. um yeah, I I really I know, I'll say I think the image of the Fendal is kind of a forgotten classic. Yeah, for me, I, I haven't watched that in ages. I probably should, you know. It's good stuff. I mm-hmm. mean, I haven't watched it for a while myself. But, I mean, the last time I was like riveted, mm-hmm. and the, the the first time I seen it before that was like when it was on UK Gold. Yeah, and this is when I used to, you know, my Sunday was sit in front of. Uh, the TV with uh, with Doctor Who on when they used to show a, a, a whole serial on Sunday morning <laughs> and be doing my homework at the same time. Yeah. And not a lot of homework was getting done no. when the Image of the Fendal was on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Image of the Fendal is kind of a weird one because it's a good one, but it sort of tends to get like lost in the discussion somewhere, doesn't it? Mm. It is. I mean, because as far as like sort of creepy race memory kind of episodes things like the silurians Mm -hmm. things like uh the demons yeah kind of overwhelm it um but i think that it really stands on its own two feet and again it's but as well it's it's prime tom baker as well that Mm. when image of the fendal it was broadcast so it does get overshadowed by other things yeah okay um finally uh yeah i've got to go with the monk Right. Yeah, I thought I thought about this. I mean, you know, if it's always the Doctor and the Master. I mean, nobody likes the Rani, so only you've only <laughs> you've only really got the Monk, and I think that would be a good time to do because, I mean, you had the Dream Lord, who mm. could have, um, oh God, what's his name? The actor who played him, Toby. Toby Jones. Toby Jones. Yes, thank you. Um, Toby Jones could have easily been the Monk. You know, can you see him playing the monk? Um, And, you know, in the Big Finish uh, plays, he's voiced by Graham Garden. Mm. And, you know, I could totally see him being the monk as well. And I think it's just like, you just need sort of like someone who's not... You want another Time Lord who isn't like the Master or the Ronnie who's got these grand sweeping schemes for universal conquest or, you know, engineering or whatever. And just have someone who's just like, it's just kind of an annoyance, really. Yeah. But at the same time, like, he's kind of, he's sort of, kind of misguided. Do you know what I mean? He's just sort of naughty. Because, mm. I mean, like we say when we talk about the time medley, he's like, he genuinely thinks what he's doing is right. And, you know, some of his, like, ideas for changing history might not be all that bad on paper. But in execution, yeah, not so much. <laughs> Yeah, I, think... I mean, it's because as well, the way the story, so when the time meddler ends, it's so, you just, you're waiting for him to go and get his revenge. Mm-hmm. And I kind of want to see what shape that takes. Yeah, I mean, he did come back for the Dark's Master Plan, but the problem with the Dark's Master Plan is most of it doesn't exist. So no. you didn't really get to see what happened. But he has been in, like, the Eighth Doctor Adventures, like, from Big Finish 
quite mm. a bit. Um, so maybe it's like, I don't know, maybe slightly adapt some of those or, you know, just bring him back for his own full story. Because, I mean, you can't see him like taking place in the Time War at all. No, he would have buggered off. So, I mean, but you could do it sort of like, say the Doctor detects like an anomaly anomaly on a planet or something, Mm. and he lands and he finds that history is completely fucked up from when he remembered it. Yeah. And through investigation finds that the monk has changed some pivotal moment in this planet's history. doesn't need to be Earth. can be anywhere. Yeah. Um, And the Doctor has sorted out. Exactly. Exactly. And I think, and like I say, it's just like... Do it through a way where, like, the monk's not necessarily villainous. He thinks mm. he's doing the right thing, but he's kind of, like, cocked it all up. He's sort of like, you know, how, like, Time Wars are supposed to see pretty much like, all of Infinity within their heads. Mm. Like, maybe he's sort of, like, he's not quite there. Do you know what I mean? No. It's like, he's just, like, it's like amateur hour. Do you know yeah. What I mean? <laughs> but I think it's just, it would be, like, a good fit for, like, somebody, like, like say, Peter Capaldi to bounce off. Like, more... Yeah. F- just like just like snipe back one another. Like um like I could easily see like one of his former Thick of It co stars in you know, playing the monk. Because that would be great. Because I mean why not? We've already had like uh, a few of them but you know in the new series already, so you know. Yeah, why not? I think it's I think there's lots you could do with it as well, and it would make a great kind of not like a, a kind of comedy thing, but like, mm-hmm. you know, a sort of a bit of a light relief episode as well. I think it that's not a particularly bad idea either, you know. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm 100% down with that. Yeah, cool. Um, so, I think that's pretty much everything, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, were there any kind of outliers that you had that, um, you know, you, you sort of thought, ooh, but then took it off your list or... Uh, say, the banjo. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the one, one that Chuck suggested today was uh, the Dominators. Interesting. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, don't quite do it for me, but I can mm. see that again. But again, it sort of it lands in the I want them to have another try at it. Yeah. Category. I mean, maybe we should do like a show like that. So. Sort of, yes. Yeah. Like, that's a good idea. We'd like, we'd like them to have another shot at. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because I mean that's that's an entirely different list. I think. That is an entirely different list. Absolutely, it is. Mm. So, with that being said, if, like I said at the top of the show, if you'd like to send us your list of uh, enemies you'd like to see again in Doctor Who, you can do so at greatestshow at simplysyndicated.com. We also have our Facebook page, facebook.com slash greatestshowpodcast, and we have our Twitter account at greatestshowpod. I'm still debating whether or not to get a Tumblr going. I don't know. Um, it might be it might be fun for sort of the pictures pictures of stuff, you know, mm. and I'm, there's a world of GIFs out there that are just aching to be used. <laughs> Um, I would say as well that on the Facebook page recently, I added a button that links directly to the Simply Syndicated store as well. Mm. So if you go on our Facebook page, right where the cover picture is of Peter Capaldi, there's a button that says shop. Click on that. It takes you straight there. Yes, you can buy things. Also, uh, Simply Syndicated is still in need of your support. Uh, you can go to simplysyndicated.com slash everything and sign up to Simply Everything, our subscription service, where you can listen to Simply Everything that Simply Syndicated has ever produced, £6 a month. Uh, you get all that great content. Or if you don't want to, if you're just feeling like a generous soul, you can uh, send some money through PayPal at paypal.me. And uh, we also have a Patreon where you can uh, subscribe for $3 a month. It's about... Pound, pound fifty-two pound or so every month, and you'll get some exclusive content from Simply Everything there as well. So, with that being said, thank you very much, Emma. Thank you, Mike. And I really want that new Sonic Screwdriver toy. 
Oh, me too. Yeah, looks so nice. I was watching the uh, the Doctor Who fan show on YouTube before we oh, started. Oh, yeah. Ooh, well, yeah, it's on, shiny. Yeah. I like it's it. Shiny, yes. Shiny, pretty. <laughs> precious, <must laughs> Yes, we must have the precious. <laughs> uh, anyway, bye. Bye. Bye.